Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. And now your host, Renu Navale. Hello, my name is Renu Navale, and I'm honored to be your guest host for Chip Chat Virtual Livecast in lieu of Mobile World Congress this year. Our regular host is Alison Klein, and I'm covering for her. I am delighted to have Joseph Marty with us today. He is Managing Director for Nearby Computing. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you. Very glad to be with you today. So, Joseph, this is the first time that Nearby Computing has been on our program. Why don't you go ahead and introduce the company and tell us a little bit more about your role at Nearby Computing. Nearby Computing is a Barcelona-based company. Actually, we are a spin-off from a top research center in Europe in computing engineering topic, which is the Barcelona Supercomputing Center. For some years, there was research led by our CTO, David Carrera, and then the opportunity appeared to create a spin-off as we were sure that what we had been working on was something that was relevant enough and had some value added enough to become a market product. So by 2018, we created the company, even if we had been working for from 2015. And then we started by looking around and seeing what was the strategy. And we very soon went to the conclusion that we had to find the correct partners. It was a market where there are big players and you need to rely on some big players in order to get enough strength and to become a relevant tool that can really go to market. Okay, so here in the Barcelona area, the biggest player that is based here is Celnex. Celnex is the leading telecom infrastructure operator, very similar to what American Tower is in the U.S. And they also wanted to become, in the 5G scenario, a player that could be useful for their customers who are actually service providers by delivering them not only the type of services they were delivering up to the moment, but um, some neutral network partners, okay? And, and we started to collaborate with them. and They were in for funding us also, and so they are part of our cap table. And then we found Intel, and then we were very, very glad because Intel was also collaborating with the Barcelona Supercomputing Center and then it's like closing the circle and we started to chat and just found we had many many similar conclusions about what could be the edge and how to address these new scenarios so that's more or less the beginning and then we have been working for more than a year with Intel and so what we are talking right now that's great So you mentioned edge, and edge computing is definitely one of the hottest opportunities in the industry these days. Can you tell us a little bit about why edge computing is so relevant and what are its challenges before it becomes widely available? Well, these are two very, very, it's not simple to summarize an answer, but let me say Well, first, we have discovered that the cloud is underperforming in some very relevant use cases, okay? So we talk 
perhaps more later, but video analytics and CDNs, etc. And how could the industry overcome this lack of performance in some use cases that were demanded by companies? Okay, and so the edge is very relevant because it comes here to deliver performance where current architectures are not performant. The industry had to move on to new solutions that could be effective, but also efficient. And really, this is very exciting as a challenge to see how these new technologies can improve business productivity or even deliver better public services if it is a government agency which are using them. But also, I think that we can start to foresee that once you can have the possibility of consuming digital services, as you have been doing in the cloud, and you can do it in the edge, perhaps many other changes can happen, and we still don't know about that. Perhaps other players at different levels can appear. And so the game can change a little. For instance, in the telco networks up to now, the usual thing is that every single service provider was linked to some vendor. So you had the main players there. Right now, we are starting to see that perhaps this is going to change and that there's going to be an ecosystem of companies being the partners of a service provider and that it is very important how the service provider deals with this ecosystem. Okay, so perhaps Edge is some door that opens to a different world, always something that you cannot know of right now, but it looks like that. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. You have asked me also for the challenges and there are many, many, many challenges and we are still overcoming them. For instance, you have security and compromise and then security is the first thing that you have to think about. Other challenges very relevant at the technical level are interoperability. The edge is a place where the different pieces of the puzzle have to fit and they have to fit perfectly and the user needs to have a seamless experience. Then we have multi-tenancy, then we have workload consolidation and prioritization in an environment where you will always have resources constrained. You have many, many challenges, okay? But it's very exciting because it's always when you have a problem that you need to think the new solution. No, absolutely. I think you did summarize not only the opportunity, but the various challenges that we have around edge computing really well. You mentioned a few of them, you know, security, multi-tenancy, the scalability aspect. And it looks like, you know, a lot of these require some sort of a unified framework. So all these different edge computing nodes or platforms can be properly orchestrated. Can you tell us how, you know, the nearby computing solution, which is nearby one, how it's addressing some of these challenges and how it's presenting kind of a unified orchestration framework? Yes, since the beginning, we thought here at Nearby Computing that the orchestration layer under these circumstances of scarce resources would become critical. And as a matter of fact, Orchestration is also a very relevant element in the cloud. But in the cloud, you can always add more and more and more resources, and you don't have that operational expenditure problem because the key elements are concentrated physically. But when you get to a geographically distributed network, you start to have more and more costs that will become unbearable under certain circumstances. So the orchestration layer has to go beyond usual orchestration. 
we all know orchestrators that handle NFVs or that handle containers. We also know other orchestration services that give us near zero touch provisioning. But in the edge ecosystem, you need to do mainly everything and you have to do it in a way that makes sense, okay? So you have to link all these orchestrators because you will have to be very, very efficient. So we started with that idea, and then we found all the tools that Intel is giving us freely so we can deal with these problems. We've met DPDK, and we've met also Openness, and we've met many other tools that we can talk more in a few minutes, but our idea is that the edge is a concentration of problems that you have to solve with one single tool. Because if we start saying to our customers, okay, you have one tool for this problem, the other tool, so you get one dashboard for this, the other dashboard for that, and then you have to do all these workloads for a single node that is hosting only some very light modules of applications, then it doesn't make sense at the operational expenditures levels. And we've been working with that mindset and we've reached a version 1.0 product that is delivering all this through a particular architecture, which we have been discussing very much with the Intel team. And then we think that we've met some interesting architecture that can deliver right now and will deliver more in the future. That's great. I really like how you describe the edge as a concentration of many problems that requires a single tool. I think that's a really apt description. Can you describe a little bit more in detail around what specific Intel technologies you're using to help solve this concentration of many problems. You mentioned a couple, but can you go into a little bit more detail as to how these technologies are relevant in addressing these problems? Before that, let me say that we loved how Intel architects were addressing the problem at the abstract level. So they started to understand how the different scenarios of the edge, because there's no one single edge, there are many edges, and you can classify the edge in many ways, but by node capabilities, by functions to be performed, by vertical markets. So it is complex, but behind that, there is so many similarities that you could create a unique framework, okay, a single framework. And that's what we know that the Intel architects have been working on and we've been lucky enough that they wanted to share this info with us and that they wanted to test these architectures with us. So perhaps before a specific tool, there is this way to address things that I believe is much more important than one specific tool that which of course are relevant, but this is something that goes before and I wanted to underline it. And then we are working very much with hardware accelerators. And last year at the Mobile World Congress, we were showcasing something called rack scale design that Lenovo was also collaborating in that project. And we were able to orchestrate the basic resources of that architecture, hardware accelerators, uh, CPUs, memory, and also the network interface card. So we could assign the resources dynamically whenever they were demanded by applications. So that's something that is included in our orchestration framework. 
and we have been working very, very closely with Intel on that. We have been also working on how to have some very deep dive on the telemetry of the applications so we can know what is the status of an application and if it is performing correctly or not. Because resources are scarce, we need to know at every moment what's the health status of a specific application. And so we can give more resources to that application or less resources application, or even we have to reassign this workload to another node because it can be done and it's going to be better. So you have to keep a very detailed view of each application and you have to keep an eye on the whole network so you can reassign things dynamically. Okay, and this is something that Intel has also helped us very much to understand how the applications are performing over an Intel platform. On top of this, of course, we've been working with DPDK as a very, very, very relevant tool, not only for us, I think for many players in the industry. And then we met also OpenVino. OpenVino is not something that we need to use as we are not... AI applications uh, developers, but we needed to test our architecture and OpenVINO was there so we could start to know the basics and we could develop some simple applications so we could start to test. And this was also very important because there are not so many video analytics or artificial intelligence frameworks that are here so developers can use them in the testing environment. Then we have met other companies that are using OpenVINO properly, I may say. We have also worked with them. And then we are using also OpenNES, which is a great tool because it helps us to deliver the Mac environment as a single piece. We didn't have to develop this part of the architecture by ourselves and it is a very complex part. So it's like a diamond that we have here and we learn how to orchestrate openness and how to deploy it in any type of node and how to interface with the APIs. We are not strongly proficient in any of those tools, but even not being very, very proficient, they have been extremely helpful for us because in an orchestration framework, Everything matters. That's great to hear. It's been a pleasure having you on the program today. I do believe we want to have you come back so we can talk more in detail about you know, some of the additional challenges and opportunities and how we are continuing to partner together on the various technologies for nearby computing. If folks are listening online and they want to engage with nearby computing or find out more information, is there a website that our listeners can go to? Yes, of course. It's very easy. They can type three W's nearbycomputing.com. They will find the basic information and then they can reach us by the email and we will be very happy to contact them and to follow this conversation with them. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program today. It was a real pleasure. No, it is a pleasure for me. I'm honored and thank you, Reno. See you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joseph. Bye-bye.